You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday, a game day here in the Crescent City as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Clippers, who are going to be on the second night of a back-to-back. We'll get the preview for you in that in the third segment. Someone's making their return in this game tonight, but we might not have Kawhi Leonard yet in there either, so maybe there's some good news, some bad news with it all. We're also going to take a look at the injury report, which is growing almost daily for your New Orleans Pelicans. Clear up a few misconceptions. I didn't think we were going to be having this conversation that early, but we are. Then we're going to look at Drew Holiday, his struggles, and a couple of other things that Alvin Gentry said at practice yesterday. Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Pelicans PR tweeted out the injury report yesterday, and oh my god, that escalated quickly. Out for tonight's game against the Clippers is Lonzo Ball. We expected that. Darius Miller and Zion Williamson. Okay, we know all three of those guys were going to be out. Ball has been out out since basically yesterday. But what was kind of surprising is all of a sudden Josh Hart is on that list. Brandon Ingram is questionable with with knee soreness, and Jaleel Okafor is questionable with a left ankle sprain. Where did all of this come from? This was supposed to be a new year, right? Where we weren't going to have the absurdly long injury lists, injury reports. We weren't going to lose a record number of games due to injury this season. It was going to be better than everywhere, than any other year. They got the vaunted training medical staff, whatever you call them, from the Phoenix Suns. This shouldn't be the case, right? And everyone's screaming about this. But hold on, not so fast. We've got to kind of look at this and realize maybe it is the same old, same old Pelicans, but it's not necessarily the reasons you think. It isn't that the training staff is bad, that the medical staff is bad, or anything like that. Go back to how some of these injuries occurred. You know, Brandon Ingram hurt his leg um, in the game. It kind of swelled up in practice, we think, and then uh, going for a loose ball on the court. Then you had Lonzo Ball basically get just kind of knocked to the ground by Russell Westbrook when Westbrook came flying in to try and get a ball away and landed into his knee. He went to the locker room, got an x-ray, came back negative, and then finished out the game. But it doesn't mean it wasn't bad or anything like that. Same for all of these guys. The medical staff and the training staff can't do so much to prevent injuries from occurring. Certainly they can do, hopefully, hopefully do some of that. You know, maybe your body is more taken care of. So when you jump and you come down, instead of tearing something, your muscles are strong enough to be able to kind of absorb the blow. Same thing with contact too. But you can't prevent things from happening. They, the medical staff, the training staff could not prevent um, Russell Westbrook going right into, uh, I'm forgetting names here, Josh Hart's knee. That's just not how it works. They can't prevent things from occurring. I go back a number of years ago to Eric Gordon, who did have surgery the other day with the Houston Rockets now, where he broke up a finger on his hand. I think it was his pinky finger. I can't remember. 
and had to leave the game. That's not on the medical staff or the training staff. His finger was just broken in a game. Then he came back in and broke either the same finger or another finger. I don't remember the specifics off the top of my head. Now, that one you can maybe look at and say, well, it wasn't 100%. He shouldn't have been back there on the court. But let's say he was. And it's just a fluke, freak accident that he breaks the same finger or another finger. It's not on the medical staff. It's not on the training staff. Like These things happen, unfortunately. And unfortunately, they do happen to the Pelicans more than we would all like. And maybe it's more of a voodoo curse, something like that. Trust me, there's been almost every single year an article written where there's an interview with a voodoo priestess about injuries and stuff like that. And maybe this is just kind of that time. I don't think this is a medical staff thing. And when people are screaming on Twitter going, oh, my God, but we have a new training staff. They can't stop things like that from occurring. What their job is to hopefully is to get these guys back out on the court quicker and to maybe do a little bit of preventative work to prevent some of these things from happening. But a broken finger, Russell Westbrook going into Josh Hart's knees, yeah, like there's, they can't do a whole lot there. So I think we need to relax when it comes to the medical staff and screaming about it. Again, you want to scream about curses, other things like that. Please be be my guest. I'm kind of with you at this point um, when it comes to it because I don't understand how this always happens year after year. But the circumstances are changed this year. And it, sh- it still is, meaning I don't know if it's them, I don't know if it's a team or just a thing. And maybe you just go through a prolonged period of bad luck. Sometimes you flip a coin, it comes up heads 20 times in a row. Maybe that's what the Pelicans are going through right now. It's, you know, it's nice to try and want to blame it on something, but unfortunately... There really isn't much to blame here other than maybe Russell Westbrook for some of these things, um, or at least when it comes to Josh Hart. But unfortunately, it's just kind of how it goes. And let's see how quickly these guys get back out on the court compared to maybe what it would have been without this medical staff, Aaron Nelson and the Sun staff that he brought over. But here's the other thing. This team is 2-8 and eight right now. Are they really going to look to rush anyone back right now? Probably not. These injuries may linger a little bit longer than we'd expect because they're just being overly cautious because, well, the games don't matter nearly as much right now when you're kind of on the outside of the playoff picture looking in or when you have the worst record, tied for the worst record in the NBA looking in. And that's the situation right now, but it's not the training staff's fault. It's not the medical staff's fault. Just kind of is one of those things. It's disappointing, but injuries just happen. And unfortunately, they're happening more often than not to the New Orleans Pelicans. Before we get to all of that, though, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from here Monday through Friday for you all, unless I have internet issues like I did yesterday and they're still going on. Um, But no one else coming to you with this kind of frequency, basically in real time, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. So let's talk a little bit about Drew Holiday's struggles this year. And and he is. He's averaging just 14.6 points per game. That's down from the 21.2 last year and 19 the year before that. He's doing this while shooting just 36.4% from the field. He shot 47.2% last year, 49.4% the year before, and just 23% from deep. 32.5% last year, 33.7% the year before that. He's a career 35.2% shooter from deep. Not fantastic, but certainly not bad by any stretch whatsoever. His assist numbers are down right now, and the points per game are down. And 
it's not pretty exactly. We've seen him go out there and struggle, but he's doing a few things well, and I think we maybe need to look at this in perspective a little bit. He's kind of bounced around in different role in different role, even just in this year. He likes to work well off ball. He says he'd rather be that two guard. Don't let him be the one kind of creating for others, facilitating for others, though he can do that. It doesn't really do great for his scoring when he's looking to just get others involved. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's looked so tentative at times, particularly in the past two games he started off ball this year with Lonzo Ball out there alongside him and then when Lonzo Ball went out injured he's now thrust back into that one guard position that can wear on you I don't think it's as easy as just flipping a switch and a seamless transition between the two and Drew Holiday particularly against Houston just looked tentative unsure of what he should do unsure of if he should get his teammates going and passing the ball or if he should just drive attack and shoot and that led to six turnovers from him I think in the first quarter of that game alone or the game overall it was ugly to say the least and he's facilitating the ball pretty well if you look at it the assist numbers are there it's slightly down from last year but he's still averaging over seven 7.3 exactly per game he's also got a potential assist number of 14.6 so double what he's doing right now is what could be going in if the pelicans are making the shots when he passes them the ball and they missed a lot in the second half against houston on monday night so the facilitating looks pretty good by the way that number ranks seventh in the league sorry eighth in the league here he's passing the ball around a whole lot and trying to get others going maybe they're just not making shots which kind of depress his assist numbers a little bit but this isn't who he is and who the pelicans want him to be and this isn't the mvp candidate that they were expecting they weren't expecting the guy who's going to drive to the lane jump and then in the air, make a decision on whether to pass the ball or not. You don't want to be doing that. Drew Holiday's actually been good at it his whole career when he was acquired in the trade with Philadelphia. I wrote about how that's almost a strength of his, even if it's not something you want him doing. But it does create some indecisiveness. It can lead to some bad passes when you don't have your legs under you to move the ball and leads to turnovers that then others can, you know, opponents can turn into points and in the fast break. And Alvin Gentry talked about this a little bit after practice the other other day yesterday saying you know our offense is really hurting our defense because of the turnovers that we have it gets other teams in fast breaks that's one of the reasons why the pelicans are giving up so many fast break points is the turnovers now that comes a little bit with being a passing team but he said we're only one or two less turnovers away from being a decent team from going in the bottom third of the league to being in the top 10 in the league if we just cut down on two or three over the course of a game which doesn't sound all that hard to do maybe consistently it can be a little bit difficult but overall making just better plays seems like a way to go that starts with drew holiday drive attack and score and don't worry about passing and don't worry about creating for others that way and maybe you won't have a six turnover game and that will in turn help the defense. So I think overall that's a good plan. Cut down on turnovers. Let Drew Holiday just be Drew Holiday. And Drew needs to do that. Maybe he needs to be reminded again after they did it this offseason that he's allowed to dominate. And I think that'd only be a good thing. Something though Gentry mentions, which is important to keep in mind when you just want to look at stats. And this goes for some people trying to throw stats in my face the other day. We don't need to call people out. But when you're looking at these things, particularly on the NBA stats website, one, some of the tracking data and certain things like that are not the most 
accurate and you don't use and you don't hear me use them with good reason. But also, you've got to be careful what's being tracked. You know, if you want to say the Pelicans are terrible with turnovers. Yes, technically that's the case because they're in the bottom third of the league. But if you cut down on just one and you jump into the top 10 and things are like that close, not saying that that's the case here. I don't know if they're necessarily bad at turnovers compared to the rest of the league in the average and all of that. If it's just one and sometimes things, especially early on in the season, this is why large sample size is important for certain things, you know, can show maybe not tell the whole story and stats without context don't do you a whole lot of good. Keep that in mind when looking at the numbers, you know, Gentry saying turnovers are a problem, but we'll be good if we get into the top 10. Yeah, but you're still close to the bottom. That's like when you have, say, like a league leader in some category and second place is closer to last than they are to first. It doesn't really mean that, they're yeah, technically they're in second place, but it's not necessarily descriptive of where they kind of are in the standings and the rankings of everything. Where are you to the league average? Pelicans aren't horribly far from this. I think a lot of them is shots at times, which is going to be the case with a big, uh, quick pace like they're playing or the turnovers can kind of create some some pressure on the defense, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the world that you're not a good offense or this is a huge problem because it's not. Yes, they might be in the bottom third, but I don't know if it's something that they need to 100% like go and fix tomorrow, but certainly you always want to cut down on turnovers. But it gets to the stats thing, which keep that in mind when you look at some of these numbers. And again, some of the tracking data on NBA.com slash stats, not the best to look at with certain things. But we're still so early on in the year, while we're starting to get a better feel for what teams are, you've got to mix it with the eye test. Sounds like that's what the Pelicans do. They do a lot of analytics, but don't only rely on that. A good mix of everything going on in there and hopefully they find areas where drew holiday can just easily improve and that's by going out and just scoring the damn ball so we'll touch on the clippers game coming up before we do that though attention past present and future my bookie players during thanksgiving week coming up my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the bears lions game simply choose a team against the spread for up to 250 dollars if you win congrats you got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well because my bookie will give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do yourself a favor uh, and get to mybookie.com or mybookie.ag. Do you find yourself wanting to uh, bet on sports, but you have a lot of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code Locked on, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk free bet. Let me repeat that is a guaranteed deposit match and a risk free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan or basketball too, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this year. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid.
So it's a game day here in the Crescent City as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers, on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, had an interesting game against the Houston Rockets last night. They fell 93-102. What was funny about this one is Austin Rivers of the Houston Rockets managed to get the Clippers head coach thrown out, got him a technical, then got him ejected after kind of baiting him into all of this. The awkward part is the Clippers head coach who did get ejected is Austin Rivers' dad and Doc Rivers, which is just kind of a really funny moment there. Rivers had a really great, great tweet after saying, well, Thanksgiving's going to be awkward this year. Well, that loss maybe makes things a little bit more awkward for tonight's game, dropping the Clippers to 7-3. and three. Kawhi Leonard played in that one, played almost 41 minutes worth of action, meaning he's probably not playing tonight. I don't think we'll get official word till some point today after I record this, but he shouldn't be playing tonight. He doesn't play on the second night of back-to-backs due to not load management, but injuries and an ongoing injury. Basically, the league trying to not make it load management and lie about fake injuries that they're having. Anyway, that is the case with Kawhi Leonard. Paul George making his comeback, though, for the Clippers in this game tonight. If the Pelicans' bad injury luck couldn't get any worse, now you're welcoming a good player back, just not on your team, on the opposing team. So he'll be back. I don't know what sort of minutes restriction he's going to be on, but he should really help them out. One, they need him defensively with Kawhi Leonard out, and you can stagger these guys potentially if they're not both playing the second night of back-to-backs and can really kind of keep the momentum going but his three-point shooting is very needed the Clippers bombed away against the Houston Rockets didn't do too well with that they took 33 attempts only made 10 of them under 34 percent they got a little bit hot late in the game but really struggled those long misses those long rebounds could give the Pelicans plenty of transition opportunities uh, to get out and score play the way that they want to so overall this could be a a way for the Pelicans to stay in a game that maybe they would normally be overmatched on. The Clippers are very good at a number of things, just three-point shooting doesn't happen to be one of them. Everything else, pretty solid. They are a good rebounding team offensively, defensively as well. The Pelicans need to be stout on the boards. But, I mean, look, it's going to be tough. You don't have Josh Hart in there. Kenny Hustle's probably going to be back in the starting lineup. We don't know if we will see um, Jalil Okafor in this one, meaning you might get some of the two-way guys getting some action with the parent club. Zylan Chatham might get up there in the front court, given that they're a little bit thin. Uh, Josh Gray's been with the team as well, while uh, Chatham has been over in Erie. We'll see if they get some minutes. That could be really cool to see. I'm going to be curious to see if Drew just doesn't have it going or if they need to get him off ball because they don't want him playing point. Who do you throw out there? Do you put Frank Jackson out there? Do you give those minutes to him or maybe to Nikhil Alexander-Walker? Let them run the offense a little bit more. Do they come in earlier than we were expecting? And maybe they will in this one just to kind of make Drew Holiday a little bit more comfortable. We also have to wait and see who the starter to replace Josh Hart is going to be. Likely going to be Nicolo Melli getting a start in this one. Um, potentially, you know, because of Okafor or because you're moving Kenrich Williams to the three if you need to then put Melli at the four because you're all of a sudden very light at a number of positions. It's going to be a tough one. We will see the Clippers, by the way.
their pace on the year 15th in the league so right in the middle so it should be a pretty up-tempo game I think again big story is Paul George coming back after two shoulder surgeries we'll see how he looks but I don't think they're going to throw him out there given how they kind of treat more injuries uh, cautiously than other teams maybe because of Kawhi Leonard there now and something that maybe the players want He's he's probably going to be ready to play. It's cool to see him back on the court. This is only good for the NBA. We all love the NBA. Kind of annoying that it comes against the Pelicans, but this is what I've been saying when it comes to this. You don't want this team, the Pelicans team, who are 2-8, and eight, to use up their good luck or good fortune on dodging Paul George and the Clippers, a game they were probably going to lose anyway. You want to save that for getting Zion Williamson back early to make sure there isn't a significant injury the next time someone goes down, which is, you know, maybe going to be in this game. And I think that would be the important thing. So we'll see how this game goes. I will be there and, of course, be back to recap it for you all tomorrow. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow.